Oh, brother. Where art thou? <laughs> 2000 film by Cohen Joel and Cohen Ethan, starring George of Clooney, uh-huh. John of Chaturo, uh-huh. and a third man whose name I forget. The man. <laughs> the I've ma- never seen that one. Oh, that's great. You should watch it. Yeah, I know. Uh, at that's one, what they say. At one point, John Chaturo sings there about how they're in the jailhouse now. And wow. everybody, and the whole audience goes wild. What was the most recent film that those two made? Oh, the Coens of Brother. Yeah, seems like it's been a while. The I guess it would have been Hail Caesar. I guess. Huh? Oh yeah, that, that was probably it. And they have something else in the works. So you know what? They're still making movies. They're still kicking. And this has been Coen Brothers check. <laughs> Just letting you know where they're at. Coen Brothers history. A. They make Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Uh huh. B. They make Hail Caesar. C. We'll keep you posted. What's next? Who knows? Who knows? Miller's Crossing is my favorite. Not <coughs> Probably one of my favorite scripts that I've ever seen in a movie. Anyways, what is? Miller's Crossing. I don't know that. Uh, it's great if you want to hear a bunch of like old-timey people say sh- like crazy shit. Like, like literally like the like first scene is like the like... Like the stakes are laid, the gauntlet is thrown down between two mob bosses, uh-huh. and like the final like discarding threat is like, is a line like, "Use fancy pants, all of yous." Yes, fancy pants, all of yous. Everybody in the movie talks like that, and it's literally That's the cool. best thing I've ever heard in yes, my life. Yes, fancy pants. Uh, anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about Miller's Crossing, though. Yeah, we're here to talk about a show where the dialogue sucks. The dialogue, most, the dialogue's a lot worse than yeah. Miller's Crossing. Yeah. I'm gonna say Miller's Crossing has better dialogue than any episode of Lost. Wow, and I'll stand That's by big. that. Yes, especially because some of them they talked a lot. Some of them they have a lot of talking in, but some of them, none of them say, <laughs> none of them say he's fancy pants all he is. Yes, so. fancy pants all he is. <laughs> it's true. Not even Sawyer says it. Sawyer says a lot of great things. Yeah. But no, he doesn't quite hit the heights. The fancy the, pants. The word poetry of yes, fancy pants, all he is. All yes. <sighs> so what did we watch? Uh, we watched a show called Lost in the Wrong Order here uh-huh. on the Island Shuffle. Welcome to it. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> uh, my name Bean. My name James. And together, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's quite sure. Who's sure with what with the coen brothers and whatnot yeah exactly you got the coen brothers they're two people uh-huh. you got us we're two people uh-huh that's just what uh, who's next who's next what other pair what other pair of people could there possibly be pairs of people and pairs of pants parrots on the shoulders of pirates oh at a pay less shoe store this is evocative this might this finally some word poetry might beat your fancy pants all poetry it's poetry Pottery, poetry, pottery, primetime television. Damn, I think I I think I might not know what poetry is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're is po- learning. Is, po- is poetry just saying unrelated things that sound fine together? Yes. Oh, then I then yeah, perfect. Well, unrelated in the sense that they're not from the same family. Yes, they're not from the same family. Uh huh. Uh, speaking of family, <laughs> on this week, Claire... No, Claire I want to do this segment more. <laughs> it's really good. Analyzing word association segment? Whatever it was. Whatever <laughs> it was? Just defining poetry? Yeah. You don't have to put it in such a fancy pants <laughs> way. <laughs> I guess. No. 
Let's quit it. It was a bad uh, segment. I didn't hate it, but it also is not our podcast. (laughs) Our podcast is our podcast is a show where we talk and we only talk. And if you've listened to us this far, you know this. Uh huh. It's talk heavy. It's talk heavy. Some people would say there's too much talk. (laughs) Some people would say there's only talking. (laughs) There's exclusively talking, Uh, and they're not wrong. Smoke the bong. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah. All right, we're ready now. We're now we're ready. Um so, this week we watched season 1. Uh-huh. Episode 10. 10 of course. Uh and it's called Raised by Another. Oh yes. And it's a Claire episode. All about pregnant Claire and all of her pregnancy. And it's not going well for her. She's struggling. Uh, where do you want to start with this one? Maybe flashbacks. I feel like that kind of makes the most sense, and there's a lot to it's unpack. It's funny. There. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. The best moments come in the flashbacks. For sure. For sure. Um, the flashbacks are all about the first flashback we see is Claire learning that she's pregnant. Yeah. And she's got uh his, her partner there. Uh, what this, is this guy's name? I want to say I think Thomas is his. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas is there. They're living in their Australian apartment. And Claire's like, no, I don't know. Did it? There's, there's a lot of panic. Yeah. They're, they're like, did they read the pregnancy test right? Or did you pee on the stick right? I can pee on a stick. A lot of a lot of chaos. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually it settles down. And then the boy is like, you know, Claire, maybe we can, maybe we can do this. We could be parents, Claire. Claire, we could be parents. The we could be Clarence. We could be Clarence pair. <laughs> Clarence pair. We could be a Clarence pair. We could be a Clarence pair. The famous, you know, a Clarence pair, as we all know, here in Australia, <laughs> is a kind of is a, a pair of people uh-huh. who are trying to raise a child <laughs> named Clarence. <laughs> you and I could finally be a Clarence pair. <laughs> but then they, we all know yeah. this is not a big spoiler yeah. that uh, Claire became an an Aaron's Claire. Oh. Aaron, she became Aaron's Claire. Aaron's Claire. From, from a Clarence pair to an Aaron's Claire. <laughs> that really sums up Claire's <laughs> whole arc across this whole show. That's just the, the subtext on her resume. Yeah. Claire. From a Clarence pair to an Aaron's Claire. That's her, like... Like when you fight when you fight her in Ocarina of Time, that's the <laughs> subtitles that show up underneath her yes. boss name. Wow, <laughs> I miss fighting her in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Top ten gamer moments Top for sure. 10, yes, everybody <laughs> remembers the iconic fight against Claire Littleton. Still <laughs> pregnant, Claire Littleton <laughs> in the Ocarina of Time dungeon. <laughs> She's both pregnant and carrying Aaron in her arms. Yeah. And the funny thing is that a lot of bosses in that game, you know, for the time. Uh-huh. Very large scale, uh-huh. like <laughs> sizable guys. Claire's just the size of a person. Yeah, she's which is still bigger than Link. Mm-hmm. But like you know, not big. Not that. Still no. not that big. Not big. <laughs> and Link kills her. <laughs> yeah. I like. Uh, I like whenever she dies. <laughs> <laughs> the old Clarence pair. Uh, but uh, so Thomas. So Thomas. Before all this takes place. Yes. Thomas is like, let's have the child yes let's and have the Claire's child like okay Claire, claire's like but my mom i don't we can't and, and Claire, thomas is like no oh yeah we can't don't worry about it this is you know we can do it your parents have already disowned you and you know what a baby might just be the thing we need you've got your job at the fish and fry i've got my painting oh my god <laughs> mm, 
right away red flag. Yes. Oh my god, this guy's painting because she's like, I my five dollar an hour job at the fish and fry won't pay for it. Uh, and then yeah, he says, I think his direct quote is, "You're not the only one with a job. I've got my painting." And then he's just there's paintings in their apartment. They're not good. They're not great. Clearly, no one is buying them. Uh, listen. As a person with a two years going lost podcast, Uh follow your creative bliss, do what you want. But also, I don't think I have no delusions about this podcast supporting a child. (laughs) Work a real job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Thomas. Mm. But, you know, he thinks it'll be okay. Yes. And then what do you know? What do you know? It. Well, no, she goes to a psychic. Yes, first things first. What do you know? She goes to a psychic. (laughs) What do you know? You know, sometimes you decide to have a baby, and then your friend takes you to a psychic. Just to have some fun. Just to have some fun. And like most psychics on this show, this is just a guy. It's just a middle-aged man. (laughs) A regular dad man. In the suburbs. Man on the bus arrives in his home and performs psychic feats. Yeah. Uh, and she starts, <laughs> and he starts reading Claire's, you know, hands and re- holds her palms. Reading her book. Reading her book and says, oh, great book here you got. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, why am, this is, this is, this is just a dictionary. This, <laughs> what I am I doing? all the words. It's funny how they use other words to describe words. It's like, What? <laughs> it's really, it really makes you think. And that's what he says to her. And then he's like, but wait, we're here to talk about you. You didn't pay me hundreds of dollars to yeah. read your dictionary <laughs> and to criticize it at you. Yeah. Uh, you paid me hundreds of dollars to perform psychic feats. So I'm going to hold your hand. And then, oh, no, I'm sensing something awful. And then Claire's like, what is it? Um, the psychic, first of all, can tell that Claire is pregnant. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, Claire's friend interrupts the like the psychic doing his thing uh-huh. to be like, she hasn't told her mom yet. And then they're like, please be quiet. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Was Did she think he was about to call Claire's mom? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he was about to astroproject to Claire's mom. She hasn't told her mom yet. It's like, fine. Fine. That's yeah. valid. That's your, I'm, the, I'm just being psychic. Yeah, I'm just, look, I'm just channeling the parts unknown of the inner psyche. I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. I don't give a shit about your mom. Except that the psychic is so perturbed by whatever he has seen, Uh he says, I can't do this reading. Here's your money back, Ms. Littleton. You go back to where you came from. And Claire's like, well, that was weird. Weird experience. Kind of. Oh, well. Oh, well. A man held my hands and said, get out of my house. (laughs) <laughs> that's all there is to that, I guess. I guess that's foreshadowing. I guess that's all there is to that. Probably nothing. Probably regular. Anyways, better go back to my loving home. Some months pass. Claire is visibly pregnant now. Uh-huh. She's hanging up drapes. She's hanging up drapes. And the man comes home with a sack Drapes of always spell disaster. <laughs> Boy, don't they. The man, Thomas, comes home with a bag of apparently groceries, but then the groceries just turn out to be a single six-pack yeah. that he puts in the fridge. And immediately cracks a beer. So things are going well. Mm-hmm. And Clara's like, how are you doing? And Thomas is like, what are you? Drapes? <laughs> drapes? And Clara's like, yeah, you know, drapes. Doesn't it make you feel grown up to have drapes? Thomas is like, that's scary. That's it. I've had enough. Drapes are the final straw for me. I can't do this anymore, Claire. 
To which Claire understandably responds, hey, what the fuck? This was like, we're staying together. We're having a baby. This was all this your, is your idea. You're breaking. I'm super pregnant. I'm now. super pregnant. And you're just going to leave me. And the man of Thomas just doubles down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he has does not want to have a conversation about it whatsoever. He's, he's just like, what what's going to happen, Claire, when we have the baby? What about my painting? <laughs> and 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 Claire, and Claire's like you're not the only like yeah raising a kid is hard. We both agreed to make sacrifices and yeah. stuff, right? And then and then Thomas is like, "Oh yeah, well, I bet that you know what? I bet that you you know what? You were supposed to be on the friggin' pill. What happened to that?" Oh, and yeah. Claire is like, "Oh my god, you're you're actually accusing me of of getting pregnant on purpose." Yeah. That's in get out. On purpose. <laughs> uh I think Claire plays the scene very like like understandably like as appropriately angry she's like pissed and angry and confused at this uh-huh. awful man uh but one thing about it is that we only see two scenes of this man the first scene is literally like like he the first scene is like oh he's you know he's a bit of a doof but oh he wants he's they're in love and then instantly he's just like this worst, most yeah. unrepented asshole. He's just drinking beer and leaving his pregnant girlfriend. Yes. It really is like weird. And like he's so mean. He's yeah. like ridiculously mean. Uh man, man, I guess, right? What do you do after that but uh go and see the psychic again? Uh, boy, howdy. Um sometimes you go back to the psychic and the psychic says um, all right. Are you really ready? Are you sure you're ready for this reading? Here it here it is. Here it is for you, Claire. <sighs> all right. Listen to me very closely. Here's what I saw. You mustn't allow another to raise your baby. The goodness within you will protect this baby. Sur- danger surrounds this baby, Claire. You have to raise this baby yourself. Uh, and Claire's and Claire is just kind of like that's. This is weird. This is weird. I think I'm going to to leave. Thanks, thanks for taking my money. And then the psychic becomes even more insistent. He says, take the money back. I don't care about the money. Here's, you need to raise this baby on your own. I'm telling you, Claire. Listen to me. Please, please. And he's growing more desperate. And Claire's like freaking out and is like, leave. I'm leaving. Uh, the next scene we see is months have passed. Yeah. Claire is called in the middle of the night. And says, this again? You've been calling for months. And it's the psychic still saying, hey, you Claire. you got to raise your baby. you got to raise your baby yourself. Raise the baby, Claire. Oh, my God. I Okay. Like, a prediction of, like, it's good to raise your baby. Even, like, danger surrounding your baby is like, okay, all right, you're a psychic. You're, uh-huh. you know, this is kind of the, this is the deal. You're coming, you're coming with a prediction. It's a weird prediction, but okay. Uh-huh. To pester th- this lady for months. <laughs> oh, it's so it's funny that he never like qualifies that at all too. It's not yeah. like you should raise your baby because because it's just like this raise the baby. You yeah. need to raise the baby. I can't tell you why, but you just have to. You just have to. You just. I don't. I don't. Here's here's my favorite thing. Here's my favorite thing that I would like in another context. Uh, Claire during the like reading scene. Uh-huh. Claire hands the psychic a wad of cash, and the Psychic is like thumbing through it to make sure you know it's the right amount. Uh-huh. And Claire crack Claire says like, "Well, if you're psychic, how come you got to count it?" The psychic responds. Re- psychic responds, "That's not how it works." And Claire says, "Oh, sorry, I was just making a joke. I mean, how how does it work?" 
And the psychic just kind of like chuckles and like says earnestly, I have no idea. I don't know. And like, that's, that's compelling. That sell that sells the idea of like, Oh shit. There's like, there's like, a larger force. There's a larger force at work. Maybe this guy's a fraudster uh-huh. and he's so bought into it. Maybe there's a larger force at work. Uh, where it falls apart is th- when he starts, like, when he continues to pester you her. You gotta raise your baby, you lady. You just gotta raise your baby. I don't know why. You just have I to. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You just ha- trust me on this one. Idiot, man. And Claire says no. So she goes to the lawyer's office to meet the two rich people who want to take the baby. They want to adopt the baby. And so Claire's like, all right, time to give up this baby for adoption. And the lawyer's like, here's the deal with adoption. She's got a great deal too. You get Gets, you get a thick wad of cash, twenty yeah. uh, k. Uh, and the only thing is, you have no you forfeit your right to ever talk to the baby, uh, know about the baby, know how it's doing. They the these guys, it's up to them entirely if they want to tell them about you, and you're cool with that. And Claire says, "Yes, I'm cool with that." Goes to sign it, says, "Hey, listen, parents, sing sing her this lullaby for me, won't you?" And they say, "Of course." And then Claire goes to sign it, but the pen's not working. And then Claire's like, "Can we need another pen?" And then Claire st- starts writing with the second pen, and Claire, she's getting cold feet. She's her feet are freezing. Her feet are freezing. Uh, she goes back to the psychic after she ends up abandoning this. She leaves, and the the woman is like, "No, my baby, where my we, baby, where are we going to adopt another baby now?" But we never find out how that plans out. Yeah, they just forget about those people who I thought were the most interesting characters in the whole run of the series. Fascinating. The 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 rich Australian couple who are willing to give two hundred dollars. I mean, to, who just want to adopt a baby really bad? Twenty thousand dollars. Was it twenty thousand? It I, was. Oh my god, that's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's I. I don't make that in a. I don't know if I make that in a year, dude. Yeah. It was to be fair, it's twenty thousand Australian dollars. Right, and that's worth a tw- that's worth twenty thousand and and one penny of Canadian dollars. Yeah. So it's it's all different. It's uh, it's all slightly. And there, but it's worth like nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine mm-hmm. American dollars. Yeah, and their economy and cost of living is so different. Uh huh. Because the thing about it is, you know, it costs twenty thousand to adopt a baby, but it costs three hundred thousand to buy a compact disc uh-huh and then you factor in that it costs two australian pennies to buy groceries uh-huh. and and you you end up with a really unique and interesting economy how much to buy a painting to buy a my pain- question to buy a painting it costs uh five apples five apples mm-hmm. so and if I understand correctly, and this is just from what I've learned from the show, yes, the way that you get rid of a painter is through it costs one baby. Yes, to get rid of a painter. This is true. This is just this is just like Australian economics. Uh-huh. The writers really did their research. Australian economics. Yes, they call it. That's what they call it. Australians throw another shrimp on the barbie. They. D- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you imagine how many like barbie dolls were just covered in shrimp <laughs> and they're just they keep throwing more on the barbie <laughs> they keep they say they plead that's enough yeah that's enough there's too many shrimps on the barbie yeah and uh you know what i think we owe ourselves a great pat on the back you know what i was gonna say we owe ourselves a pat on the back for getting this far in a show where our australia is central <laughs> and not making a uh, shrimp on the Barbie joke. 
but we probably already <laughs> have. We almost certainly already I have. I don't know. I, feel, I don't remember doing I it. don't remember it either, but two I years ago. I remember most of the Australian. I, r- I don't forget a shrimp on the barbie joke. <laughs> That's true. Every time I hear it, I mark down when, where, Another shrimp on the barbie joke. Yes. Uh, what's the best shrimp on the barbie joke you can make right now? Oh, fuck. I mean, it's going to be hard to top that one. Okay. Uh, but. Here, I'll, I'll try something. Okay. So, there were these two people. Yes. Neither were Australian. Yes. And they didn't have a barbecue. Okay. And then they, they go to the public park okay and they (laughs) they walk by an australian family Mm -hmm. and they hear uh oh he pops throw another shrimp on the barbie (laughs) (laughs) i didn't like it as much as the other one to be honest okay i'll work on a new one (laughs) because that one was just that australians are saying it (laughs) and that's like Uh, the whole bit i guess Okay, I, but um, I, 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 here's what I'll tell you. I definitely won't forget that it was said. Um, what about what? I went to an Australian's barbecue. Yes, and um, I expected this Australian to propose to me. I was expecting a ring. Mm-hmm. All I got was a shrimp ring <laughs> on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's yes. pretty good yes you know what you set up an expectation and you subverted it <laughs> i think i think that's what that means i i hope that that was not the expectation whenever i started uh my shrimp on the barbie rambles <laughs> no, no i hope i subverted something you subverted you know what you subverted and then inverted and uh-huh. then reverted it reverted so it's kind of like fourth dimensional structural joke telling uh-huh uh, next level comedy stylings. NLCS. Yes. Uh, NLCS. That's exactly what we're dealing in here. Nulkas. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire is uh, back to the guy again? Yeah, Cla- Claire's back to yeah, the she guy. Goes back to the guy. Goes back to the guy, and the guy has something to say. Suddenly, the guy is saying, "Listen, here's thousands of do- here's six thousand dollars and tickets to L.A." There's a couple in Los Angeles that I want you to give up the baby to. And Claire's like, what the heck? You've been tormenting me for months, harassing me, and telling me to raise the baby on my own. Now you want this? Now you want me to get on a plane? And, uh, and the psychic says, look, I know this seems crazy, but trust me, this is how it has to be. This is absolutely how it has to be. You have to g- th- these people in L.A. They're good people. Mm-hmm. They will raise the baby right. Uh, and if you get on this flight, uh, and it has to be this flight. It has to be flight eight fifteen. Bum bum bum. Ba-dum, ba-dum. And, Claire, and Claire, sure enough, hops on that flight, crashes on the damn ass island. And that was the end of her flashbacks. That's right? the end of her flashbacks. Yeah. Um, stupid. <laughs> the thing i don't like about it is this is never delivered upon no this is like this threat of like what's gonna happen to aaron and like this like the threat of aaron is so like it keeps being like this weird side thing yeah where like oh if if claire doesn't raise the baby something bad will happen and it's like claire doesn't raise the claire baby. doesn't raise the baby through Kate n- raises the baby through no fault of claire's own yeah 
Uh, Claire's baby is. Uh, Claire leaves her baby behind. Claire abandons the baby. Claire abandons and the baby. And you know what? You know what happens? Well, everything, but also nothing. Everything, but none of it is due to the baby. Yeah. Like, Kate raises the baby just fine. The baby is a normal baby. The baby's a normal baby. Kate raises the baby just fine and then feels guilty about leaving Claire behind. Goes yeah. back to get Claire. And then that's the last we hear of Aaron. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. The baby is just a baby. The baby is just a baby who exists. Yeah. <sighs> so, fucking, if it weren't for that awful man and yeah. his weird things... um. The baby could be hanging out with his two rich parents. Yeah. And Claire could be rolling around in $20,000. Yeah. Instead, this awful man decided you have to be on an island. And they do, in fact, talk about this. Like, when Claire, like, remembers and is talking about the scene with Charlie later, like, Charlie says, like, you know what? If he really had the gift... Maybe he knew that the plane would crash on the island, and this was his way of guaranteeing that you would raise the baby yourself. Well, then why didn't, like, what? What? (laughs) What? Yeah, just what? What are you talking about? Why would the, then why didn't the psychic know that Kate would steal the baby later? Yeah, the man's an idiot. The man's fucking really blew it, IMO. Um, Anyway. So that's some nonsense. Uh, It's, it's like, it's fine. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's just like the Aaron stuff is so weird and not like stupid. Like clearly like this is the phase of loss where they were just like planting a bunch of seeds and like didn't really know what they were doing. They're figuring it out. The idea of like, Oh, Claire's on this. This is why Claire's here. Cause the psychic had knew a, knew a secret thing is like pretty, it's like not nothing, but knowing what we know, it's like, obviously it is nothing. Yeah. Knowing what we know, it is nothing. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like not, I don't know. It's not the most interesting thing in I the world. I hate the baby. I don't care about the baby. Mm. The baby sucks. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't say a word. Uh, there's a season, like they spend a whole season inoculating the baby for no reason. It's so weird. Inoculating the baby with like juice that Charlie found in the hatch. Uh. And Charlie's just like, it would be a, probably a good idea. If, and then Charlie steals the baby the a couple times. Should, yeah, it's stupid. The baby is stupid. Oh, I guess there's the thing about like pregnancies on the island, right? Yeah. That's the only like baby thing that's but like, oh, this is like pretty interesting. One, I feel like every other baby that they've had that with was conceived on the island. True. And two, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's so boring. It's like, what is. I don't know. I don't disagree. Uh, Claire has the baby. It's fine. Claire has the baby. It's fine. People die if they get pregnant and have babies on this island. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's true. It really is like we learn that. And then like nothing really comes of it. It's just like, this is a thing. And then it's like... Also, Sun and Jin, they're like, that baby was conceived on the island. And that's also... They're fine for some reason. That's also like like made a threat. And it's just like, oh my God, are they going to be fine? They're fine. They're fine. So They're they fine. just pick and choose when it works. Exactly. It's it's silly. It's nothing. It's just like another like another nothing thing. Yeah. Uh, um. So on the island, Claire has a little dream. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens in the dream? <laughs> it's weird. It's pretty she weird. She doesn't have the baby anymore. She doesn't have the baby anymore. She sees Locke playing cards. And Locke says some cryptic things and then also doesn't have eyes, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Claire hears a baby cry and walks up to a crib. But then in the crib is a lot There's of blankets. Blood. And then blood. Oh, no. And Claire wakes up screaming in the standing in the middle of the caves. 
and she is screaming bloody murder. A lot of really great screams from yeah. Emily Duravan in this episode. Um, and she's screaming bloody murder, and she's clenching her fist so tight that her nails are digging into her palms, uh-huh. and it's intense. Uh, Jack and Claire are kind of shoot the shit about, like, you know, all right, let's stitch up your hands. Must be an intense dream, you know. All right, tell me about the baby. Let's, you know, I'm the doctor. Let's get up to speed on where your baby's at. I'm the doctor. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Don't you forget who's the doctor here. <laughs> and Claire says, are you the doctor? Yeah. And Jack says, I'm have sorry. you forgotten already? I forgot. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. It's me, the doctor. And the doctor ends up realizing, uh-oh, uh, Claire is going to deliver the baby soon. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? Uh, and so that's... A concern. Reminder, this is season one of Lost where, like, survival is a thing. Yeah. People are like, do we, do we have water? Do we yeah. have food? And then having a, the idea of delivering a baby complicates that. So, you know, this is just sensible stuff. This is just some se- sensible season one stuff. Uh, IMO. Uh, Charlie is a being a cute guy. Charlie's being like, oh. He just loves Claire. Charlie has a big cr- fucking crush on Claire. Don't you know it? And Charlie's like, and Claire's like, oh, it's tough to be a pregnant lady on the island. And Charlie says, listen, I just can't imagine what it must, you must feel so scared. And I want to be, and you must not, you know, that it's still early in the show. None of us are friends. But Claire, I want to be your friend. And they're friends now. And that's how friendship Okay, Charlie. And Claire says. Sweet little boy. Sweet little boy alert. Uh, The next thing we see of Claire is... Claire is woken up in the middle of the night and violently attacked with a knife of some kind. Yeah. Uh, cut to people like reacting to her screaming, and Claire's like, I was attacked. I was attacked with a knife. Well, you need to form, and people are like, All right, we need to form a search party. Figure out who did this. Let's go. Let's get it. Uh, Jack and Hurley go out. They, you know, people are canvassing all night. Uh, and Jack kind of pulls, I think, Kate and Charlie aside yeah. and says, Listen, I hate to I hate to be the doctor, and I am the doctor. I, and I hate it. I hate what I am, and I dread my responsibility. But I can't help be but what I am. I I I am what I am, as Popeye says to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> I am what I am. I am what I am, and what I am is the doctor. And as a doctor, uh, Claire had the sleepwalking episode last night, and then this night, and then Charlie's like, "You think she's crazy, don't you? You think she's making this up?" And Jack's like, look, it's a high-stress situation. Um, and so uh, Jack ends up going to Claire and having this conversation with her and being like, listen, it's a high-stress situation. We were surviving a plane crash. Uh, you know, uh, I want you to take these sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. To which Claire responds, you know, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm making this up? I'm out of here. I'm leaving the caves and I'm going to the back to the beach. Screw this. Uh... And then Charlie goes after her. Same deal, basically. Charlie kind of is like, oh, you're gonna, you think you're going to prove you're not crazy by running through the jungle unsupervised? And then Claire's like, nobody believes me. Like, nobody understands what I'm going through. Fuck off. And, like, I do appreciate that this show is at least being a little sympathetic to, like, like, like everybody, ev- literally everybody's like, oh, the Claire's, Claire's being a hysterical pregnant yeah. woman. And the show is, like, sympathetic to Claire and is not, like... I, I don't think it is, anyway. I don't think the show is being, like, is being like isn't Claire crazy? No, because she's right. Yeah, she's right, yeah. it turns out. She's completely right. Um, 
so uh, she starts to have contractions. Yes, and then Charlie ends up panicking more than Claire yeah. about this, and it's he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He starts doing. He starts breathing deeper than Claire does. Uh, and then Claire's like, listen, sh- you need to shut the fuck up and go j- get Jack. And Char- there's a pretty funny moment where Charlie is like, listen, if I can kick drugs, I can deliver a baby. And then he's like, wait a second. I, oops, I just admitted that I'm a drug addict. Uh-oh. I'll explain later. I'll, Lady. I'll explain later. Time to go get Jack. Ah. Jack, after all, is the doctor. Uh, so Charlie goes to get Jack. Uh, but Charlie instead runs into Ethan. Ethan Rom, the regular guy, uh-huh. the regular friggin' guy, and uh, Charlie ends up. Yes, uh, Ethan to go and get Jack yes, on his behalf. Exactly, because he wants to go back and see Claire. Exactly, who he loves. Who he loves. And when he goes back, Claire's c- fine. The well, contractions have stopped. It was some kind of like a, you know, false start. I guess mm-hmm. it was a false start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the, the medical term. The medical term. I had a false start. Yeah, I had a false start. My baby, he's disqualified. Yep. Uh, and then they kind of just shoot the shit for a while. They talk yeah. about, like, the psychic, like we mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. And then they're like, listen, you can feel the baby kick now. It's fine. And Ch- and Claire's just like, I'm happy to have you here, Charlie. Oh. And, like, it it's fine. I don't know. And then this mystery man comes and he says, do you need a third wheel? You need a third wheel? And we And we think, what a helpful guy. He helps him out. Wait a second. There's a whole other plot that's happening in this episode that makes this guy seem actually like it a bad guy. It all rises together. It all rises together. Because Hurley yes. wants to know who the heck these people are. Yes. While canvassing out with Jack, Hurley comes to the realization that they don't know who anyone is and things are and we need some kind of census to be able to keep track of who's who and who's uh-huh. where. Uh, and to keep tabs on everybody. So Hurley spends a lot of the episode going from person to person and just kind of like asking him like name, date, you know, reason for travel, all that stuff. And you get some good scenes out of this. Yeah. Uh, You get a good scene of him interviewing Locke and Locke being like, and and (laughs) it's fucking. Locke just weirding out Hurley. Locke just being a weirdo. Here's what's good. Here's what it is. Hurley says like like reason for travel to Australia. Locke says, I was looking for something. And Hurley hesitantly asks, did you find it? Locke replies, no, it found me. And then Hurley just turns around and leaves. Yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Hurley uh, also asks Ethan. He's yes. like, who are you? Yes, and Ethan says, I'm just a regular guy who you can trust from good old Ontario, Canada. And Hurley's like, fun. Fun, Ontario. Oh, Hurley does a funny Canada. Yeah. Hurley says, like, oh, I love Canada. Uh, great uh his impre- his impression of Canada is literally saying great and then saying uh great uh, which is like spot on yeah from coast to coast on Canada town you always hear the famous phrase that we are mocked mercilessly for across the globe great uh great uh great uh oh no, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Hey. It really does a tight five about Canada. <laughs> What's the point of Canada, eh? <laughs> He's Do like we need to have a hat on top of our country? <laughs> and Ethan, pol- Ethan smiles and nods politely and says, yeah, look, that's what Canada is pretty funny. You're right. Ethan smiles, and this is the first real, like, terror that we get with Ethan. He smiles, and he just says, he doesn't even blink, he says, 
I voted for Doug Ford. <laughs> and Hurley leaves. Hurley, Hurley says, the time was great. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Ethan says, I will vote for him again. I will vote for him again. And then Hurley says, who is that? And then Ethan Ethan proceeds to explain the entire the entire current political climate in Ontario. It's weird. It's weird, but really good. Weirdly prescient yeah. for a show in two thousand four to be de- describing the climate of Ontario prescient. in twenty nineteen, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. It is prescient based on the novel book Push. By I was Sapphire. in a bookstore yesterday and yeah. I saw the novel Push by Sapphire and it, I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no way. Yeah. That's that's not it's real. It's a real book. Wow. Oh, thank goodness. Did you read it? <laughs> no. Okay. Never saw Precious either. Uh, I remember seeing it back in the day. I doubt it holds up. Oh, uh, really? I don't remember enough about it. <laughs> wow. Um, I remember what it was based on. Oh, yeah. It was the, the novel the, the Push by Sapphire. Oh, the novel Push? Yeah. Oh, by Sapphire. By Sapphire. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. Pokemon Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Precious. <laughs> There's a Pokemon Direct today. I got Pokemon on the brain. Yes. Uh, um, Grookey, still good. <laughs> oh, the big thing, the big, I do want to me- quickly mention the big new thing about Pokemon. Uh-huh. There's big ones now. <laughs> Oh, how big? <laughs> really big. Wow. <laughs> very, very big. Like, wow. like bigger than this house big. Really? Yeah. How did they get so big? How did they fit in a little ball? That's, like, that's what we're all asking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These are questions that will hopefully be answered. How did they get so big? How do they get so big? And uh. how do they fit in our little ball? What are Pokemon? Are they practical to have these <laughs> big, these uh, two big Pokemon? Yeah, that's stupid. That's pretty silly. I feel like my cat is a Pokemon. Your cat is definitely a Pokemon. But he's like one that if someone had another cat that was trained to fight, it would kill my cat. <laughs> yeah, your cat, your cat does not know any moves. Your cat no. knows. You know what moves your cat knows? Your cat knows rest. Oh my uh, god. Wee. But he restores HP that way. It does, yeah. So he can, if he if he's high enough level, he can tank through some really some 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 weaker enemies. He probably. could beat up Goldine. He could he could really shred a Magikarp to pieces yeah. for sure. Uh, he could do a number to a Rattata, I, I reckon. <laughs> Good work, cat. Good work, so Alfie. Ethan. Ethan leaves. Ethan leaves. <laughs> uh, Hurley continues on his censusing. And at one point, someone says, "Like you know, this would be a lot easier if you just used the manifest yeah. that like has all the like people on the plane on it." And he goes, "Manifest where? Sawyer, who do you think has it?" And Sawyer, Sawyer's sunbathing shirtless. Yeah, and it's a great shot to see. Um, and so Sawyer is sunbathing shirtless, and uh, Sawyer is uh, Hurley just walks up and yeah. literally like like fully like puts on the charm. Yeah, and is just like. Listen, I need the manifest. Uh, you stole, you steal a bunch of stuff. You could use the points. Uh, you could tell me, you could tell me to screw off, uh, or you could just, you know, give me the manifest and uh, we could call it a day. And, and Sawyer's like, hell yeah. Sawyer's literally just like, you got he it. He loves it. Yeah. He literally is like, oh, sounds good. Fine. It's right yeah, over take there. It. Take it. And her, and it's this is where they are become officially husband and wife uh-huh. in my opinion husband and husband husband and husband and it's husband band hus and band I now pronounce you hus, hus and, and band, band. 
Who gets to be Huzz? Who gets to be the band? Oh, my God. You can't... Oh, my God. I have so many questions about how this works. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this before. Huzz and band. Huzz and band. Throw another shrimp on the husband. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> That's my husband. Throw more shrimp on the husband. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the husband. Where are the shrimp? Why aren't they on the husband more? Throw another shrimp on the husband. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the man. There is a husband. He's in the barbecue. He is the barbecue. Throw shrimp on him. <laughs> this is my favorite my favorite <laughs> gay marriage tradition <laughs> is when <laughs> everybody another <laughs> shrimp on It's just a marriage tradition. Yes, everybody everybody gathers around. It, it, the problem is with gay marriages, you have to get twice as many yeah, shrimp. Twice as many shrimp. Because uh, there's twice as many husbands. Twice as many husbands. But some of them have half as many husbands. That's true. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Have as many husbands as a normal marriage? Yeah, so, so they have a half a husband. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's half as many shrimp, of yeah. course. But yeah, when we all, <laughs> when they're walking down the aisle and everybody's throwing shrimp. And the shrimp, yeah, the shrimpening. Yeah, of course. And do you ever, uh, sometimes there'll be people who like, they couldn't afford a shrimp ring, so they're throwing like water chestnuts and stuff, and it's like, who invited these? It's, it's yeah. a marriage. Rice, like what? get a shrimp ring. Get a shrimp. Get a whole shrimp ring. I understand that your paintings aren't selling, Thomas, but get a whole shrimp ring because these are your friends and they're in love. Exactly. Love is getting pelted with shrimp by your nearest and dearest friends and family. <laughs> it's like time is a flat shrimp ring. <laughs> it is like that. I'm thinking of a flat shrimp ring and not liking it. <laughs> oh, it's gross. It's gross. So then something else happens. Uh, what else? In the happens? caves. Yes. Now it's it's unrelated to Hurley. Yes. Hurley sort of goes away until the end of the episode. Now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Saeed comes to yes. the caves. Last we saw Saeed relative to watching it normally, he uh-huh. was being tormented by the French woman Rousseau. Yep. So uh, he went off to map the island. He yeah. got caught by Rousseau. Yeah. Uh, and then he storms into the island and says, into the caves and says, listen to me, Jack. I met the I met Rousseau and there's something else. We're not alone on this island. Uh, right away. Uh-oh. Maybe Claire wasn't making up that uh, uh-huh. knife incident. And then Hurley comes through and says, listen. I took the census. I compared it to the manifest. And one of the passengers wasn't on the manifest. He wasn't on the plane. And guess who that person turns out to be? It's it's the man who's standing right in front of Claire and Charlie right now. Right now. It's Mr. Ethan. It's Ethan. You might think he's here to help them just find their way back to the caves. Or the he's going to try and kill them. He's going to try to kill them. Yeah. He's a killer. Yeah. He's a co- stone cold. He's a stone cold straight killer, turns out. Uh, and that's scary. Uh, that is one of the best cliffhangers in season yeah, one. Yeah, it's probably. really good. Especially because they follow it up so well. I'm remembering the other episode because we watched it yeah. not recently, but probably like a few months ago. Yeah, remember when they're like chasing through Ethan in like the pouring Charlie's rain? Charlie's like dead. Yeah, Charlie is dead. Claire is stolen. It's so terrifying. It's genuinely a terrifying thing. Yeah. Um Plus, the like, you know, the whole mythos of the others is like obviously as inconsistent as anything else on the show. Uh-huh. But it's like, I'm going to say, like, one of the like, along with the Dharma people, like the Dharma initiative, the others are like one of the like central threads of the show yeah. that is actually like pretty, like, 
pretty well fleshed out yeah. relative like like the baby thing is not fleshed out at all yeah the others is like inconsistent but it's there throughout the whole it's show good. and like they keep building on it in pretty interesting ways for the most part there's obviously like the temple shit that sucks but like yeah uh for the most part and this is like our first confirmation for sure that or not our first confirmation but our first like altercation with yeah. this other with this force that turns out to be this whole huge it's thing. It's cool. And Ethan's scary. Ethan's scary. He's a tall he's a scary looking man. He's a tall dude with dead eyes and yeah. he voted for Doug Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows a lot about the political climate of <laughs> Ontario ten years from the yeah. present. <laughs> That's what's so scary about the others is they is that they saw all of this coming. They saw it all coming. <laughs> they they, they and said they didn't stop it. They said you guys are all gonna re you guys are all gonna elect reactionary pseudo fascists with little to no policy or politics and we all said well whatever that sounds like it won't happen that sounds ridiculous you guys are you guys are silly that's ridiculous and then you know like, well hey well look at look at us now look at us now look at us now wow we're great weird Pretty weird. Um, so yeah, but other than that cliffhanger, this episode's like I don't know. It's fine. It's yeah. not. It's not like amazing, but like it's all right. It's fine. It it went by. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, it wasn't like ridiculous. Oh. It was just especially too if we were watching it for the first time, the baby stuff would be interesting. Yeah, this it's is just because we know they don't do anything. Yeah, this like is an episode that is definitely lessened by the nonsense way that we're watching the show for sure. Yeah, and it just kind of like. Uh, I like the Hurley making the census stuff, but everything else is kind of like, eh, all right, it's fine. Did it uh, raise any questions is what I want to know. Um, You know, I think this episode might have raised some questions, and uh, I'm hoping that our friends at Lostpedia are willing to provide the answers. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, this will be my first time actually looking at this, so I'm definitely curious to see what their explanation for all the Aaron nonsense it's is. So s- uh, it's so, I hated the Aaron nonsense. I st- I don't like Aaron. <sighs> um. All right, I've got a question for you. Yes. What was the nature of Claire's nightmare? Um, it was stemming from Ethan like drugging her. Uh. Or no, I guess the nightmare. I don't know. Uh. Well, ambiguous with some yeah. follow up. Uh. It may have been an ordinary nightmare reflecting Claire's fears about giving her baby away brought on by the psychic's warnings. It's kind of, you know, yeah, what I thought. Or the black and white theme may suggest that it was influenced by the monster. The black and white theme? The Locke's eyes are black and white. That's what Ew. they mean, I guess. Beginning the manipulation and claiming of her that would later come to fruition. Hmm. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. How did Hurley get his nickname? Oh, uh, when Hurley did he hurl? Uh, yes, th- yes. Literally, according to Jorge Garcia, the writers indicated to him in the beginning stages of the show that Hurley's nickname may have been derived from a hurling incident. I knew it. In brackets, they clarify that hurling means vomiting. Oh my, good. Thanks for clarifying, Lostpedia. Because <sighs> if there's one thing about the show Lost that needed clarifying, it's what. Hurl means it's I'm and I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad yeah. that they're doing the, that. They did the legwork to to figure that out. Here's the big one, the hefty one. What danger would befall Claire's baby if it is not raised by her? None. Well, they got an ambiguous here for sure. Oh, ambiguous. But boy, do they follow up on this ambiguous. First bullet point: 
there may be no danger at all if the psychic was a fraud, which uh, you may recall. Um, I think we've seen the episode where we meet the psychic again, and the psychic admits to being a fraud. Uh-huh. Um, if taken at face value, the psychic's comments about the baby needing Claire's good-natured influence for a happy life may indicate that Aaron would have a destructive lifestyle later in life. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, here's... We can't speculate on a baby's <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> the idea of Aaron the baby, who when we when Aaron is old enough to have anything resembling agency, it only exists to be like, Mommy, I go to bed yeah. now. Destructive lifestyle. <laughs> Destructive life. Mommy, I don't go to bed now. <laughs> mommy, I drink chocolate milk By all the way, night. The mommy he's talking to, not Claire. Whoa, fuck! Destructive lifestyle yeah. number one. God. Um. <sighs> okay. Given that it seems impossible to change the future as per the rules of time, it may be that the psychic foresaw the danger Aaron would be living as a member of the Oceanic Six. Again. Like, no danger befalls Aaron. Yeah. There's a bit of a... Like, Claire gets a little scared for a second. There's no danger. There's no danger. Some fans have suggested that the psychic was helping Jacob to get Claire a candidate on the flight. While the fact that Jacob scratches candidates off the list because because of motherhood would seem to preclude this, Claire had nonetheless not committed to motherhood at this point and had intended to give up her baby. So this remains plausible. So Jacob obviously is, you know, people are going to try to tell you was his strategy to get her to come to the island yes. and give up motherhood yes. was to tell her that if she gives away her baby, the baby will die. <laughs> or just that she has to raise the baby. His strategy to get her to... He wanted her to give up motherhood. Yes. So he tells the psychic that she has to raise the baby. Y- yes. Yes, you know, it really is like God works in mysterious ways. Fuck, dude, he sure does, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, um, all right, some pretty some pretty straightforward stuff next. Uh, why was Ethan pretending to be a survivor to get the baby? To get that baby, baby. Uh, what was Ethan injecting Claire with? Baby juice. Baby juice, a.k.a. a serum developed by Juliet that would prevent Claire from dying from the island's pregnancy problems. Good. Uh, And, of course, where did Ethan come from? The others. Yeah, he was born in the Dharma Initiative. Uh, And that's uh, the questions that we got here. Uh, And they're all answered, and I feel satisfied knowing that Aaron lives a happy life uh, raised by Grandma. I want Aaron to die. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I remember. Here's what I remember. Here's a thing I keep remembering is since you know how the episode kept saying raised by another. Uh-huh. There's a lot of talk being like, uh, we can't let Claire get raised by an other. So you can't let the others take the baby. Well, why not just not send her to the island in the first place? Yeah. Like, don't. Yeah. Fucking. All right. Whatever. To this nonsense. To this oh, nonsense, well. I say no. But we've got some more nonsense. What do you say? Let's watch a better episode. A better episode of this show? No way. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll go on random.org. Random.org. We're looking at it on the website right now. One to 30. One. one. This is not the first episode of the uh-huh, show. We watched that already. Uh, this is season one, episode five. Oh. White Rabbit. White Rabbit? White Rabbit. Wow. And it's a Jack episode. Okay. 
So what do you say we watch Jack's origin story? This I'd is watch Jake's the Snake. This is just double checking that this is not the last Jack episode. I'm pretty sure we've got yeah, we've got plenty of Jack left. And that's great. Uh, he's perfect. Now now what you have now what you're doing here is you've set the minimum to sixty nine <laughs> and the maximum to seventy. And uh all right, it, <laughs> yeah, took, we it, got it. it took two attempts to get to sixty nine. And that's yeah. and that's <laughs> that's great. That's just great stuff. Uh. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got it again. Uh, thank goodness. Well, 70. Oh, 70. 70. 70. 68. 68. Oh, you set the minimum to 68. I didn't 69. notice. 69. Uh, <laughs> One more. 68. Uh, that's the episode, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that's your way of telling me we should wrap up. <laughs> no, I'm having fun here. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I've been being. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. I've been James. I will remain. Um, and you can follow <laughs> me at jamesbrown.space. A great space to go to. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Island Shuffle or on Facebook.com slash The Island Shuffle. We're available on, uh, you're already listening to us, so it feels weird to say this, but we're available on Apple, Google Play, Podcast Town, <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify. Town. Wherever you want to get a podcast, we got it. You want it. And it's here to say hello. Uh, so podcast rule and not podcast drool. Uh, speaking of podcasts that rule, uh, why don't you go to noisepace.xyz, my favorite website that hosts us for podcasts. Thank you, Matt, first of all. And, uh, second of all, it, for more podcasts, why don't you consider checking out Giants Confirmed, Fear Baiting, or City Girls Make Do, or any of the other many great podcasts that are, uh, available on noisepace.xyz. Like our show. Like our show, The <laughs> Island Shuffle. Why don't you listen to more of Island Shuffle as well? We've really been fucking up, like, promoting all these other podcasts. Yeah, let's just we, promote our podcast. Yeah, we should just be like, if you liked this one, listen to all the other episodes uh -huh. of it. We made a bunch. We made so many, and they're all great to listen to. Uh, so that's that's that, huh? Yeah, that's, that's the whole. That. That's the whole motley thing. Kit and Caboodle. That's the whole Kit and Caboodle. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, give us a rating if you'd like on your podcast provider of choice. And, like we say at the end of